And for those of you who are dancing in the background, because I can't see you through this magical camera that I do have, but for those I can see dancing in the background, including myself, because one of these days, like I told everybody, I'll have the camera on while the music is going. I'll throw in the surround sound here inside the studio and just get down with everybody else. But welcome. It is Tuesday night here. May, what are we at? 17th for our second episode in session with Gia, Jesse, and... Dylan, who's joining us, who I had to get super duper permissions in order for him to come on here. It's crazy everything I have to go through just to get him on. And also, Gia, so I know there's like, it's two of them. I can take one from the other, but just to put the names there closely in perspective, so you guys know, Gia had joined last week on the show as she was making the comments to send out the invite to her and to anyone else who views the shows. If you guys always want to come on, please send an email. You guys can go right to broadstsouth.com, click on the email there, and send me, you know, just, hey, I'd like to come on, participate, and let me know what you guys think as far as what comes to the show. But last week when we left off, which I'll get everybody here on screen here, we talked about meme busting, which we did towards the end of the show. I got to make sure I remember to do it again this week. So I will have that up there. But also, it's a different type of show where you guys don't feel like it's, you know, you're going to a psychiatrist where you can sit down, enjoy, listen, maybe learn a couple of things. And again, just give some feedback through the comments and everything else, because we always appreciate any comments, any suggestions, or anything else you guys have out there. So with all that being said, it is the second episode of coaching sessions around here that I forgot and I was going to bring it up again, but I know I'll think about it uh, as far as, let me see if I still have the picture around. I should have the picture. Give me a second before I bring anybody on here. Here we go. Coaching sessions, just like you see in the intro there, leaning into our triggers, challenges, beliefs, and yes, the BS and the BS part is the stuff that we deal with every single day. That's why I said this is completely different from what we normally do on a Tuesday night on our sports show. Of course, on Thursdays, you guys can join us, and we have a good lineup for Thursday, so do not miss that show here on Thursday night. But with all that being said, we thank you all for tuning in once again tonight for Coaching Sessions, episode number two. I'm Angel. Welcome to Broadtree South. Now, I will gladly welcome in our coaches into the room and into the house. Well, husband, wife, how's everyone this evening? Wonderful. We're We're doing good. We're ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. Deep dive into dating tonight, right? Wow. Yeah, we're going to pick up from where we left off. Hopefully, it's going to be swiping right for us and not swiping left or swiping whatever, which way to keep us on their screens. So, exactly. Well, the hope, yeah, hopefully, yeah, just to remind everyone, yeah, don't swipe right. Don't hopefully, swipe. everybody just stay right, that's here. right. Stay just stay right, right here. here. We're going to navigate right through. Exactly. We're planning on having a good, a good show tonight. And it is uh, warm again here in Tampa. We're now hitting the midsummer temperatures down here, even though we're not in summer yet, because Today, we get up about 89 degrees, and it's just going to get nothing but hotter from here on out. But it's all right, though. We enjoy it. And joining me tonight, again, with the special permission from the Toronto Blue Jays, from his agent, his author, the man, the myth, the legend, the local Tampa correspondent, Dylan Spaulding, also known as the Flow Show Pod. What's up, Dylan? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. I know I had a lot of stuff going on. I had my agent, you know, contacting with you, Angel, and, and somebody was supposed to bring me a coffee here. I, I have interns working for me. I apologize, Angel. I, I have some things I'm getting here done in, in, in the studio, if you will, but uh, it's so great to be on with everybody, and uh, happy Tuesday. Can't wait. Well, listen, no problem. And then again, we thank your agent. Uh, we know you're a very busy man, but it's okay. You're like the Dos Equis guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> even though you don't drink, but you might end up getting, and joining us today, also Gia Smith-Perez. Thank you for, first of all, again, accepting the invite, coming on with us, and thank you for viewing the show for the very first time last week. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And no happy Tuesday. <laughs> Not a problem. And I'm thinking this is my client to start everything off as I'm representing the Philly of the South shirt. It says, nice t-shirt, way to rep the club, colors, buddy, go Eagles. Thanks, Mike, uh, for tuning in. And my boy, Abduz, my boy from Georgia. What's up, brother? Listen, we're, we're, we're trying to do something different here. So, so tune in. I need to get to Georgia as well. I haven't. So this, by the way, 
which I consider family, but I have not seen him since the last time we worked together. So it's been a good, wow, I want to say maybe a good five to six years. But he's down in Georgia now, great friend, always positive, doing good things, doing better things ever since we left out of Philly. So it's always good to see a good friend, not just of the show, but a good friend that I know personally. And I hope that him and his family and everyone are doing well because that man is, and his mom is phenomenal. She's still back in Philly, phenomenal person. So I'm glad to see that he's tuning in tonight. So appreciate everyone tuning in. And uh, last week, first of all, the first episode, very successful, over 40 downloads at this point when it comes to the audio side of the house, which is nice and always ends up gaining momentum as the weeks go by then more and more people start finding out. So that's nice to see that we had over 40 downloads. But not only that, the good positive feedback that we ended up getting was that people like the different spin on things than what you normally get from a psychiatrist and not knocking any psychiatrist whatsoever. But a lot of times when you go there, you hear the same thing before we get into our dating. But, you know, you go to a psychiatrist somewhere and you say, um, so uh, explain to me what's going on. Well, doc, you know, my wife left me. The kids walked away. The dog says he hates me. And what am I supposed to do? Huh, let's talk about it. By the way, here's a prescription. Thank you. I'll see you back next week. Because honestly, God, what ends up happening is, depending on your doctor, you have between 18 to 20 weeks that basically they can milk you for those 18 to 20 weeks. And they'll tell you what you want to hear. And at the end, it's always a miracle. It's like, oh, um, well, we're the 20th week. I see, Gio, we made great progress. I see that you're no longer curling your hair. You're now straightening out your hair. This is great progress because that's what they want you to hear versus when you go to someone who's more on the healing hands part of the world, they actually physically listen and then accept what you're saying and then give you feedback so you're actually having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And that's what we want everyone to take away from this particular show because, again, the husband-wife duo that are in the Bahamas, first of all, living the most marvelous life is the beautiful thing. But with the input that we had last week, I just want to say thank you, everyone, again, who tuned in. It was nice. So starting off this week, which we left off last week, and we're going to try and make this um, – what's the word I'm looking for here? We described uh, – what's the lady here from the nighttime? She's on still radio. Oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. And she's down in Florida. That's she's right. That's right. The most Delilah. Delilah. There you go. Exactly. So we're trying to make this as as a Delilah type show, but with you know she does it well. She's been doing it for many many years. But we try to roll on from our one subject to the next, so we don't lose sight and thoughts of things that we're doing. So last week we talked about towards the end of the show about dating, and it's become pretty much a lost art where before. It used to be that you were intrigued, like I'll use Gia tonight on the, on the show. If if I didn't know Gia, the best way for me to at least approach her was just, you know, hello, how are you? And hopefully you you know you get a at least a chemical response to to put it at best. If I approach her in a different way, or if I'm looking her side eyed, or I'm looking at her twisted, of course she's gonna look at me like, who's this clown? Why do I want to talk to him? So. It's the now the conversation we have because what's it now? Before you speak, Gia, um, listen, I, I just want to know, I, I don't know who you are, but I think you're very nice and you're dressed very nice. And if you have the time, could I talk to you for a minute, right? Simple. Sorry. That's gone now. Why? Because of this thing. So now, right, people don't know how to communicate because we see friends and we see people all over the place where they sit in front of the person that are at the restaurant and hold on for a second. Yeah. Let me send you this text. Why can't you talk to me? Because right here. So I think that part of our life, unfortunately is gone. And what I would like to see, and especially here from the group here is why is that now a lost art where before it used to be the challenge, like it was great. Like to even to get to know Gia here just in person, the best part is, is that communication. So like we get a better understanding. I know what she likes, what she dislikes. You know, these are things that you want to know about the person. But now it's too easy where, well, let me see. Um, Gia can have a girlfriend and for, and we're going to just make up names here. That could be Becky. So she tells Becky, Becky, do you know Angel? Nope. Oh, let's do some research. And then all of a sudden it's coming through. It, it's coming through where... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's easier to look for the person on Facebook or social media instead of finding out who the person is. So I would like to get, yeah. 
I, was, I would like to get from you guys. We'll start with the coaches first. What happened to the dating scene and why is that going away? What has happened to the dating scene? Well, like everything, I think I, I like the way you said it's a lost art, really, because dating and relationships, it's an art. Absolutely. Is it a lost art? Mm, I don't know. Um, I think maybe it's it's an evolved art. Yeah. Right. Like everything, you know, communication um, has completely evolved with, with technology, sometimes for good and, and sometimes not so good. Maybe what we did was as technology came up, we adapted to the technology and we adapted dating and relationships and connection into the technology, even though that's not necessarily, you know, what it what it uh was intended for and now we get to look back and or even be in this present moment and say mm, you know it's not the same thing you know walking up to a person say in a coffee shop uh, that that you might be interested because they're you find them attractive and trying to start a conversation with them we've taken that and now we have an assumption that it's going to happen inside of the dating app world uh mainly because the apps have come out is that a true adaptation of the technology to our humanness? Right. Maybe eventually, but I think Angel, you know, by you know raising this question, I think you're 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 saying, yeah, you know what? It's a struggle now. So it I agree. Maybe it's not necessarily that we've lost the art. Maybe we were always struggling with it. But now that we've moved it into a technology base, and now we can literally shut off the connection if we're really uncomfortable. Right. You you know you wouldn't just get up and walk away from somebody because you would feel like you'd be judged and you know, but but app wise, a little more uncomfortable to get up in the middle of the coffee shop and say peace rather than just ghost right off. You swipe yourself to the left by just swiping right out of the door, swiping out of the building. But, but maybe that's where part of this conversation actually should sit is, you know, is, can we adapt our attempts for connection, our interests in someone else, into uh, the to, digital world. Right. Can we adapt our, be able to match the technology, not adapt our ability to meet the technology? Right. There you go. There you go. Does that make sense? Yep. No, it makes total sense because, again, it's it's that lost art, which is true. And, and I know, like, some people are completely shy. I get it. I have a friend of mine. He needs to have, like, five drinks before we can head out to the dance floor. For me, I I'll give me a cup of water and we're fine. My, my girlfriend and I, we, we can dance all night long without having not one drink whatsoever. And that's the golden part about it. But it's the same way, you know, using her for, for even for this purpose. The nice thing was that when we started our communication, it was the same way. We just, we talked, we talked about different things, what we liked, what we disliked, you know, what, you know, what life has presented itself. But it, it's, I guess maybe because we're old school, it's, it's a little bit different. Versus now, because everybody wants like immediate gratification, maybe it's one of those other things too, is that they, they just want to feel like if if our life was, I guess, ran like social media, somewhere in the back of our shirt system, we should have the like or, you know, the hard button, the, the love button, or, you know, the dislike, one or the two. But it's hard to, for people, it seems like, to disconnect from there than to have that natural conversation. And the best way to get to know somebody is just that because you can look up a profile from anywhere and you may not agree with the profile, but you don't know the person behind it. So it's easy for anyone to judge it yeah. versus it's harder to find out the truth because someone can say something and it may not come out. And we talked about this a little bit last week as well. It's how you present the conversation, sure. the tone of the conversation. And that starts it off either in a good way or in a bad way. But I think now, because we've lost, again, that art of communication, it's easier for someone just, again, throw up their phone, say whatever they have to say, and that's it. And even sometimes you can read a text message and I'm like, did they say something like throwing some shade towards me or am I supposed to take it a whole different way? So I think to me today, more importantly than anything else that's going on in society is for people to get to know each other a whole lot better and have an understanding. And even if you come from different walks of life, learn about that person's walk of life. So therefore you could make a new friend and learn something else in a process. So Gia, I, I want to go to you for a second as well, because when you end up adding to the comments last week on the show, and then you're, you're here this week 
And we talked about that, like the different tones and people's voices sometimes. And, and we know that people, to communicate something now, for some, it's really easy. For other people, someone may say, like the other day I was asked a question, um, hey, I, I look pretty good for 60, huh? And it was like that cut off guard for a moment, like, uh, yeah, you're holding yourself up pretty well. And it's hard because you don't know what to say in that moment. So if you're talking to someone, yeah, and, and whether it's making a new friend, maybe getting into a dating relationship, you know, it could be your husband, whatever the case may be, is it harder now for, I guess, maybe today's generation versus people that were maybe, you know, whether they were born in the 70s, the 80s, or even the 90s, because now it just seems like the new from 2000 up is where everything completely changed. Yes, I really feel like the new generation are just disconnected with society. They're very selfish and all into themselves. And to a certain degree, I believe they're a lot weaker than where what we were. Like they can't, they don't know how to express themselves. Everything is so hard for them, Every, but they don't realize that it's just a challenge and a part of life. And you know that for me, oh, I'm a little nervous, I excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, they're really disconnected. You, you know, this generation, they don't know how to speak. They don't, they don't know how to find themselves. They don't know how to find themselves right now. We've lived in a society where we've taught our kids to be who we want them to be. So now right. with all of these different options, they don't know who they are. And it's even people from our generation right now that don't know who they are. So they don't know how to get to know people because they don't know who they are. So that's the problem with the communication right there for me. That's a that's a good point. And I, I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it where we're and again going to back to the coaches here, but that is a good point where we're how we're raised and how the parents I, I man, that's a solid point there because I remember when we were growing up, it was different. Whatever you what you wanted to be in life, your parents stood behind you, right? Unless it's something that wasn't so good, and then of course they're gonna recorrect that for you. But now it is absolutely true that it, I I think most kids today. Other than Dylan that I can speak for, and by the way, uh, for those who are just tuning in, Dylan's uh, about 15 years old. He started podcasting when he was 10. So wow. for those who are tuning in, he's the youngest member of the group here. But uh, that's the, the big thing is that, you know, we, our parents, we hope that they would show you, and most do show you the right way. But with everything, with what's implicated today, how people are supposed to be talked to, how we're supposed to dress, how we're supposed to do all these different things. Maybe that makes it a little bit hard too on a communication aspect of it. So coaches, I like to both go to you here. Is it, is it now where maybe the parents and a good point, like what Gia just described here, are the parents now, maybe, I don't want to say the blame, but are they the ones too that don't show our today's youth, the form of communication and the way we used to do things before? Really? That is a great question. And I think And the answer is yes. But go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. But I, I think the answer is yes. And I think I think we all I don't think it's just relegated to the new generation. I think, you know, we learn, you know, from our, our first breath on on this planet is from our parents. And not only do they model communication, they model emotional resilience. Uh, emotional connection control, connection to each other. To each other, they model relationships. Yeah, Jeannie and I were talking earlier, obviously getting prepped for this conversation, and and we hit upon some things very, very much what Gia was just talking about. Uh, you know, think about you know, where relationships are concerned. What where do we learn what a relationship is? There there are these models that we end up with when we start becoming interested in being in a relationship. And where are we drawing what we think it's supposed to be from? Well, we draw it, we draw it from our parents. That's at least the most significant, probably the longest lasting, even if our parents don't stay together. It's, it's those sponsors of life right. that show us you know, the interaction. Sure. You can have uh, parents who fight a lot and you very well could develop models about relationships in that that's what it's supposed to be like. Or, that's what it shouldn't be like. And, you know, then we start to compare those 
to other new relationships, some of the relationships that we end up getting in. So yeah, I, I definitely think that what our parents do in front of us for those formative years has a lot to do with how we form those models. Not necessarily whether we go towards those models or we use those as our basis, right. because they may be the antithesis of right. what it is that we want. Does that make sense? Yep. No, it does. And, and so, and, and go, go ahead. So, in addition to that, you know, it starts with the parents, and then we go to school and we learn about relationships with our friends, right? And then we learn about relationships with our friends' parents. And maybe our friends' parents right. model something completely different, you know, than, than is modeled in our own home. And then it goes on and on with the books that we read, with the movies that we see, with, you know, the characters in, in the romance novels that we resonate with, right? We get this idealized version, right? Nobody teaches us how to have relationships. There's no right. handbooks. We're sponges and we're taking all this information and like everything in life, you're creating our beliefs or in meanings around all this data that we've collected and rarely ever questioning it. And all of that data ends up becoming the model of the world that we each see vastly different between each and every one of us but there could also be a lot of similarities. So when we find ourselves, you know, considering being in a relationship, maybe getting on an app, uh, maybe going someplace where, you know, there's a hope to meet somebody, or you just find, we find ourselves at a, at a, a location where we see someone who we're attracted to, you know, we are looking at that person through these models, through these beliefs that we've developed and, and they're all over the place. So, like Angel, when you were talking about, you know, your your girlfriend and you guys would sit down and you would talk, you know, uh, one of the, the things that Jeannie and I strongly believe is that there's an interest factor. You in those moments are so interested in who she is, how she feels about things, uh, you know, how she models the whole world versus how you do. You know, and in, so in those first few moments of those uh, of the beginnings of those relationships, you know, your your response is about engaging more information to come out. And it's totally default. But that can that can absolutely set us up for tremendous success. But it can also set us up for potential failure because we tend to behave in such a way that puts our, our best image forward. Our best selves forward. We because want, that's what the models taught us. Right, the models taught us we want, we need to be liked. We need right. to impress, right? So you're on that first date or you're even on, on your app chatting, you know, with with your potential coffee date, you know, and he says, yeah, what well, I really love Nickelback, the band. And you're like, yeah, me too. I, they're my favorite, <laughs> right? They're my favorite band ever, right? And you could care less about But you're doing these things because you want to be liked. We need to be liked. We need to fit in. And you that's know? what we were talking about. And then, you know, three months later, you're, you know, in a relationship. And you're like, you and your gosh darn Nickelback. I can't stand that band. Why do you keep playing <laughs> it? Right? But that's what happens. You know, we sacrifice ourselves or, or you know for the benefit of something that may or may not be right. I mean, we're not living our truth whether right. we're texting or whether we're you know trying connecting i can't say connecting because if you're not being authentic you're not really connecting you're placating and and just to throw something in angel that you had mentioned earlier the instant gratification now fit that into this model what if you don't get that immediate text back or you don't even you don't get the response in live yeah. you know to your point that is definitely going to play against you know it's going to put us into a spin we start worrying about whether you know we're being judged if we said the right thing but that instant gratification i think from the technology that's definitely one arena in which that has penetrated our ability to begin connecting and begin relationships no doubt no, and, and you're, it's all good points too because I, I want to ask now for those who listen on the audio download side of the house. Although I kid a lot, and, I, and of course I do it with Dylan because he is the youngest man in the group here. Again, at the age of fifteen, which he's not, he is much older than fifteen. But I like to say because he looks so young. But he Dylan, looks 15. yeah, he good does. job, man. <laughs> I want your secrets. 
<laughs> no one believes me when I said he started his podcast when he was 10 years old. It's amazing to know he's, I mean, he's only 18 now, and it's incredible even to think that he's 18, but <laughs> besides the point. But Dylan, being the youngest one here in the group, and, and you know, there's a lot of things, obviously, the topics as far as we're, we're talking here. I know you're constantly busy with school and everything else, and, and you barely get the chance as far as when it comes to dating because of how you set yourself up as far as your structure, obviously tons of work um, with your with three teams kind of juggling at, at this point. But when you do have that time that you say, you know what, I'm just going to make time for myself or for someone else. Is it harder as in, again, in today's youth age where you guys don't have a normal conversation, but everything is done through social media? Or is it easier, I guess, depending on the group of people that you're with, that you're able to approach someone just say, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, how are you? You know, I would like to get at least from your side of the house, what's it like as far as the, the, either the dating aspect of things or even just meeting friends? I think it's I think it's really got its pros and cons and and I I, I think it really depends on the situation that you're in obviously um, I think one of the big things is is we've became so I think embed in like this social media world where we're constantly looking at Instagram and seeing like oh this person didn't like my likes today so does that mean that this person even likes me or not like I think there's so many things that we look at and we it kind of takes us away from like actual like real life conversation and like I think really just being you and being the type of person that you are will attract so many people like for me I rather have like 10 to fit you know 10 friends that I really personally enjoy being around and that enjoy me as me and i think that's one of the big things it's like if you can sell yourself as yourself i think that really goes a long way and i think that can help in terms of you know being able to connect and and have relationships but in terms of you know like trying to connect online and then trying to connect in person when it comes to online you know i've had issues where like you know i wonder like oh is this person gonna you know text back to me and stuff but i gotta remember too it's like you know it's not a, you know, I'm not trying to be self gratitude, you know, not, I'm not trying to get self happiness or whatever, but I think one of the big things is just, you know, you know, just being able to, again, be yourself, you know, present yourself as yourself, because I think you'll, you'll, you'll have a better time and a better enjoyment with that person that you're trying to connect with. But that, that's all I'm going to say, at least in, in terms of my thing. And again, I, I haven't been, I've never been in a relationship before, so I only have a, a certain amount of extended knowledge on this, but, uh, at least from, you know, being around friends who have been in relationships and stuff, I think being yourself and, you know, being able to, you know, kind of ease into the relationship a little bit is, is definitely important because if you get into it too quick, then it's just going to collapse because there's no structure in that. No, it's true. And, and wow. yeah, now, uh, of course, we don't know. So I, I will ask if you don't mind, are, are you currently in a relationship or are you single? I'm married. I've been married um, for 18 years together. Wow. For Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. So, okay, now I'm going to, so now we're going to go back 18 years. So this is where we can do the flashback with the flash forward. 27. So 18 years ago, was it? 27. 27. Yeah, we've been together 27, married for 18. Wow. So you're like, my, so my mom and my stepdad are, yeah, they're about the same, about the same thing. So they were together for, holy moly, 15 years before they decided to get married, which then was just a piece of paper, but, you know, thanks to government and things and blah, 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 then that's what they chose to do. So it's the same exact thing. But so so let's go back then 27 years. When back then, again, in a different era for the three out of the four squares here, but it was a different era back then. What did you like about when your husband had approached you then as a single man and as a single lady and what was it that you can say that pulled you in that you thought, okay, he may not be the one at the moment, but at least he comes from good bones. Yeah. The conversation, the way he approached me, the respect, um, looking in my eyes, like he was confident in who he was even at that young age. And it, it was amazing. Like, you know, treating me with respect and, you know, saw how you treated my family, my mom, you know, he was the same person all the time and he was from another city. So he was consistent. He came to visit, you know, all the time. And it was just 
you know, face-to-face communication, like cell phones wasn't weren't a thing then, or mm-hmm. you know, like beepers. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, going way back, <laughs> way back, way back. But um, you know, it was very, you, it, it it was you know that face-to-face interaction, that face-to-face interaction. You know, being able to feel the energy. So that was big for me. Now the funny thing is, right? So, Gene and, and Jesse, the the Funny part is, as we hear the different, again, different parts of the conversation here, we can see how even within this just little room here, how different is the approaches on how you talk to people, how you approach themselves. It's the same way, too. Like, I could have been, you know, let's just say that if I'd have been talking to my girlfriend initially, but, I, you know, it could have been a lot more scruff or I could have just looked dirty, even though as a person I could be good. It's just presentably on the outside didn't look so well. And then she decided to pass me. I'm like, oh, you know, he's kind of dirty. I really don't want to talk to him. And we know it because we've seen people in the streets. You know, everybody comes from different walks of life and everything else. But you don't know who that person is and what they're all about. And I think that today, that's another big thing because people don't dress the same. I mean, you know, again, if the three out of the four windows here, when we used to dress up, it was completely different to what it is today. Today is mostly, I'll call it dressed out because there's nothing left to dress up in because it's all gone. And to me, that took away from when you dated someone, that was the big thing. Like you want to get to know that person and this and that. If that came into the picture many months or a year from now, you know, great, fun and wonderful. But now again, thanks to this goofy thing, then people are like, oh, <clears throat> did you see that girl? See if you can find her on social media. And I, and again, I, I don't even, I'll just say an acquaintance that I know. Unfortunately, instead of talking to someone, they rather go the roundabout way to find out who that person is and then try and look them up on social media. And as I try to tell this person, that's the worst thing that you can do because if you come off as a creep and you come sliding in in their DMs, Man, it, first of all, the person doesn't want to talk to you because they already think, why didn't you just approach me instead of going through that way? Some people enjoy it, but some other people don't. But to me, it's always the old-fashioned method. Walk, talk to that person, find out, you know, find out all the stuff that's going on. Even if, like, look, we're, let's say, well, Dylan, it'd be kind of hard to throw back 18 years from you because <laughs> you're right in that, that spectrum. But let's say 18 years ago, the, the again, three out of four windows here, we knew each other that were, we were all friends, right? And Gia, before you met your husband, same thing, right? We're going to use that before even you guys got together. And then we built a bond in a relationship with each other that then Gia and Jesse end up getting married. Gia, you got married to your husband. And, you know, I'm now with my girlfriend because I, we're not husband and wife yet, as of yet, but we're together but you end up building not only these friendships and you build this bond, but you get to see other relationship blossom as well. Because again, it came down to the communication aspect of it where no one looked at each other because of this. There wasn't, uh, if you want to look at someone because of their skin color, then you're, you're just, first of all, you're starting off on the wrong foot. Number one, because it doesn't matter what ethnicity you come from. If you're a type of person, you can be out and open and talk and everything else. That's already half your communication is already good. The other half is just accepting the person for who they are. So I think today I wish that people would take the time and sit down. Like everybody goes to either Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, right? How awesome would it be that if all of us sat down and we brought our mics and we brought everything else and we just started bringing people over to the microphone and say, hey, listen, we just want to ask you a question. We want to see, we have a social experiment without using phones. We want to find out exactly what you are. How much of those people, and I'll go around the room here, how much of those people do you think would actually physically approach us and then tell us the truth versus, as you guys stated earlier, telling us what we want to hear? So I'll start out with the coaches first. Uh, okay. Uh, how many? Would tell us the truth. You know what? They, hmm, as far as the truth is concerned, that would be, it'd be difficult to, to judge exactly what was the truth. But if they approached us, all four of us at that table, five of us at that table, and they started speaking, uh, I believe that we would eventually create uh, a rapport. Sure. Now, and, and look, just, just to take something that Gia said, you know, when she was talking about her early days of the relationship, 
uh, I think there's a key point in that that I would splash on top of this question. Uh, Gia said, you know, that Gia, you said you felt respected by him. That was one of those first things. What we hear, what I hear uh, is you felt seen by him. And that's that block that sits in between, you know, absolutely in the, in the first moments of, of an of a initial connection. But, you know, when Gia said that, you know, that speaks volumes of, you know, that's what allowed her to really think about this guy. And uh, because she felt she was being seen, she was, felt she was being heard. She used the word res uh, respect, which I think you can, you know, break apart and see all those little different pieces. And so those people that are walking up to, to all of us sitting at that table, you know, if we can make them, if we can say the things that allow them to feel heard and to feel seen, I think they would divulge quite a bit of truth Absolutely. to us. And, and, and that's very, very challenging to do on, on an app. Absolutely. Or te even texting. I mean, we're right. talking about dating and communication, but it goes on to all communication, right? You can't read. There's no real communication through texting. None. Right. Or, None. Right. Because, and, you know, the danger, like, um, I wanted to circle back to something you had said, Angel, with your friend that, you know, is like the FBI and does all these background checks on, on whoever, and he's lurking on the social media, doing that, doing that thing. You know, we spoke last week of the stories that we tell ourselves, mm. right? So when, when we're doing that, you know, we're, we're judging for sure, because we're humans, we judge, but not only are we judging, we're judging and we're creating the story about this person from their social media. Oh, they like dogs. So this must mean this, this about them. Oh, they have that type of job. That must mean whatever, whatever about them, you know, and these judgments, none of them are true. Right. And you can't dispel these these preconceived judgments and notions um, without direct communication and Absolutely. open and, and authentic communication. And I think that I think that might be the lost art mm -hmm. would be the open and the honest communication. I mean, we're all dying to be seen and to be heard. That's what we want as humans. That is and that you connection. Can't do that on your right. phone. Yeah, D Dylan had said something, you know, uh, Dylan, when you were talking earlier about, you know, what it is that was important, you hit on self-awareness. That's where you went. You went straight to, okay, I know who I am, or at least what the, the, the thoughts that I feel about myself now in the, at this point in my life, and I'm going to put those out there. And if I can sit down and talk with other people and encourage them and they feel comfortable to do the same thing. Uh, you know, that's where it grows from. That's that starting point. You know, so many of us in life, and I'm definitely one of them, I didn't have it. I was much, much older than Dylan when it when it finally started dawning on me, when I started, you know, trying to understand and to learn what this, and I didn't even know the phrase self-awareness, but that ends up being that really key piece. And Dylan, man, at the age of 18, if, if that's where you're at, no concerns. Really. But yeah, I, I really do think, you know, Andrew, just the question that you posed there, beautiful concept. Can you just imagine? I mean, unscripted, uninvited, just in some, you know, open air coffee shop someplace. Yeah. There's five or six mics set up. We're all sitting around and we're having this conversation with an open invite. Come on over and talk to us if you want to talk about relationships or, you know, the, the dating world. That seriously, what a great idea, man. You put it together, we'll fly back. Yeah. Right. Well, Sounds we, good. Yeah, we just can fly here. We'll oh, there you a go. Bonfire on the beach. Come on. Watch well, listen. We'll then we probably wouldn't have a show because we would be so chilled and laid back that we, what no, we were supposed to do. Oh yeah, a show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but no. Yeah, listen. Great point. And I have to update my passport. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's been a little bit <laughs> expired, but I've got it updated. Thankfully, it doesn't take uh, too long to get it done. But Dylan, uh, same to you. What? How would you think? And because you would be the, now again, you would be the youngest one out of the entire group. Would you feel because if it again, vice versa, if it's an older group and they look at us and they'll probably say, you know what? Yeah, they're approachable because we're older and then we can understand uh, each other a little bit more. But if it was a group of 20 plus year olds, do you think they would actually come over just because you're the youngest one out of the group? 
I, I think so. I, I again, I think it depends on the person. I really do believe that. And and I actually, I want to rewrite your 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 kind of situation or your, I guess you could say your your. I don't even know what you would even describe it, your experiment, if you will. I, I, I kind of want to take it and, and almost make it like a what would you do? Uh, like the TV show, what would you do? Kind of that right. situation where there's no mics, take away the mics, kind of have like a hidden camera and just see what people do. Because I feel like mics kind of, and I'm just going to say this, obviously being a podcaster and being on a podcast, you know, I've been able to grow comfortable. And obviously, Angel, you know this. When I first joined this podcast, I was scared to death. I didn't, you know, I was nervous of what I was going to be like, you know, what my personality was going to come out into the podcast. But I've been able to really open up. And I think that even translates as well to dating. Even, po- you know, podcasting really translates kind of to dating in some situation or even just doing anything on a mic. I mean, it really translates to dating in the way, you know, you just got to be open and, and be able to communicate and really show your true colors. And I think, you know, if we take away the mics, you know, take away all that, just have like a hidden camera set up, maybe at the top of the, the room or whatever, and just see what people do. I think that really would give a, a really good example to see, you know, what really people's true colors are. And and I think, you know, just having that confidence in them, you know, to be able to just to talk to everybody and, and, you know, really show themselves as who they are, I think is really what's important. And I think that's what uh, really social media and, and online talking has really taken away from it because it's hard sometimes to gain a gauge of how somebody is online and stuff and and being able to then talk to them in person you really get a a a good grasp of what their body language is how they're feeling on that day you could really uplift somebody's day and and really make a special connection and 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 it really is a, a great opportunity i think to be able to bring new people in all right so before i i turn over to gia here now i'm gonna throw a little monkey wrench into that one then what if then, since you said take away the mics and put it in a camera, how about we do a 50-50? Then we have the one side where some of us are talking on the mic and, and just farce. Nothing that has nothing with an actual show. We're just blabbing off about different things. And then the other half, right, as you said, you're just sitting down and having a conversation. Then what part would a person gravitate towards? Would they gravitate towards the BS conversation that someone's having or because you're being opinionated, do they, they go over to your side because they're having an opinion about what's being said on the other side? So, Gia, I want to, again, re- relay the same question back to you here because, and, and by the way, is that the hubby that I see? Yeah. That's in the comments? Okay. Yes. Well, thank you, Mr. Perez, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Um, and, and congratulations to many, many years of marriage and being together. That's a beautiful thing. But I want to say, again, if we had that set up, how much do we feel then that now new 50-50 gravitation where people, if, let's say it's me, you, and your husband, and we're talking on the mics, and then Dylan and the coaches are talking about the other one, you know, and it, it could be whatever. They could be judging us for all we know, just to see how we would get the feel in the room. Where would you think the conversation would lead? Where do I think the conversation would lead? I don't know, but I would want to be on the side with everybody sitting down talking to each other instead of on the stage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where the situation would lead. You know, it wouldn't lead very far because nobody's self-aware. You know, they're just saying what they want you to hear. Right. But when you sit, you know, right across from them, you can feel what's real as opposed to what they just say. So, yeah. yeah. No, it, now, the 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 tough part because you and it's a it's a good experiment actually to put together because it would be interesting to see just the faces upon the people and what they think because we now I, I will tell you when I was back in Philly we had times when we, if it was rare for the four supervisors to get together and have lunch somewhere and so what we used to do a lot of times just to kind of blow off steam because we worked for the city of Philadelphia for the, the bus transportation side, the city bus transportation. There's a lot of stress that you go through because you're different with different walks of life. Some people love you. Some people hate you. Some people love the bus service. Some people hate it. So what we would do when we would get together, sometimes we would just come up with a, just a random conversation that had nothing to do with anything just to see what people would end up doing. And we did it at one time. It's had Popeye's and the place was absolutely packed. And we came up with something really dumb as a conversation piece. And out of all people, it was the youngest person in the room that actually approached us and said, do you guys know how silly you sound? And we just started laughing. He was like, that was the whole point. We're supposed to sound silly. We're not being taken serious. 
Well, then the mom and dad came over and said, oh, I'm sorry. I hope she's not disturbing you. I said, no, no, we were just, we were having a, just a goofy conversation, but you're out of everybody. Your daughter was the one that came up and approached us. She said, we we're being silly. And that was the whole thing about being silly. But you had from, she had to be, I would say maybe about 10, nine years old, like at, at max up until I would say like your mid thirties, but the only person to actually approach us. And you know, people love to hear conversations because I'd be the first one to tell you if I'm in Walmart and I hear what's going on behind me, I'll play dumb. Like, Oh yeah. M&Ms. I think I wanted those. No, my ear over here is hustling. What's going on behind me because it's what we do. It's human nature. And, and if, especially if it's more drama, like um, I couldn't believe either a, what he wore, what she wore, this person did this to that person, everything else. Because it then leads to another conversation somewhere down the road. Because when you see a friend of yours, you'd be like, oh, my God, Mr. Perez, you will not believe what I heard in Walmart today. And it just sparks different conversations. But again, it's because of the human interaction. And as we talked about when it comes to dating, that's one of those things that I think people miss, too. Because, sure, we could talk about, like you said, Nickelback or you know, our favorite bands and everything else. But how about that general conversation that we have to hear throughout the day that if you need that icebreaker, I'm like, oh, you know what? I was at the car dealership today and the guy just, you know, he wanted to sell me this car and I didn't really want it. And then that generates into another conversation into something else. And it makes it a little bit smoother. But Dylan, as you said, unfortunately today with the popularity, like if I put something on social media and I get, I don't care if it's one like, one love, you know, one retweet, dude, that's great. You know, that's fantastic. I think if I ever hit 10, I might faint because I've never gotten that high ever. But it's just because I like to have fun. I like to enjoy it. It's not something that I need as a comfort. And half of the time, it's about the show anyways. And and the other times, usually my girlfriend and I are doing that, you know, water adventures and doing, you know, different stuff that normal people probably would like to do. They just choose not to do. So it's better to come up with just a simple general conversation that people feel that they have to pull something out and it's right in front of you. You could be sitting at the same restaurant and walk in and, you know, using Gia, you and your husband, for example, you guys could be coming for the first time into that same restaurant, right? You're already nervous upon meeting because you already agreed upon this date, but you already see things that are going on around you. And it's kind of like the icebreaker. But the problem is a lot of times people put on those horse blinders and all they're concentrating is, what do I need to say to her to make either me look not like an idiot, not make me look like I'm self-centered, but at the same time, come across like I'm the coolest guy in the room and vice versa. And the one thing, and I will get into it and I'll save this topic for next week is because like men, we know there's also women out there that like to say, Hmm, I don't know. I don't know about this one here. I don't know. And I grew up around women. So I know that half of the conversation goes on, except you don't know it until you get older. That's the funny part. But that, of course, like not all men are the same. Not all women are the same. But I find it funny when there's always like that one friend, like, yeah, I don't know about this person. I don't know. And it comes out to be complete opposite. So it's just funny to me that where we used to be before, and as Robert put on screen here, you got to be yourself. Uh, they will either like you or not. But the one thing is that, that makes me laugh is why can't we just be us? We have to now, because of social media, because of society, because of everything else, we have to now become someone else and then start to welcome people in like, okay, yeah, that's when I met you. Then I had to say the politically correct thing, but this is who I really am. Because anybody who knows me, I will tell you things that either A, you like to hear or not like to hear. And I don't say it like in a, in a rude or bad way or anything else like that. But if we come to an understanding that I feel you're taking advantage of me or I feel that as much help, support and love I gave you and in return, you keep throwing them knives and it keeps sticking and sticking and I got to take it off. And then when you feel like you're your cute self, whether it's male or female, you know, whether you feel like, oh, today I just want to be cute. I want to be happy. And then you take out that knife, but it's still on your side hip. So when you get done, I don't like what he said, and you throw that knife again. So I don't understand where the disconnect is anymore, that we just can't be our own selves, the people that we love, who we are as us and our family and friends, that we have to put on this whole different persona. So the coaches, I'm going to relay that back to you guys. Why well, I, is there that big disconnect? Well, I think I think actually the disconnect starts within ourselves. I think we don't know ourselves well enough so we create whatever image 
the circumstance calls for, whether we're on the date or whether we're with our friends, because we haven't done the inner work and we've never learned, you know, we've never asked ourselves these, you know, vulnerable and authentic and raw questions. If we don't ask ourselves these vulnerable, authentic and raw questions, how exactly can we connect with anyone else in a vulnerable, raw and authentic, intimate way? Right. And and you know, just consider what, what Gina just said. If that's how you, if if that exists inside of someone, do they like themselves? Do they do they appreciate who they are? Do you know flaws and all? Do do they like themselves? Because if they don't, then their ability to connect with someone else is going to be predicated on that dislike there's going to be all these adaptations to kind of hide who they are to armor up to you know to avoid the vulnerability and to lean into you know agreeing with everything that the other person says liking everything that the other person says or and even betraying their own own voice and own opinions absolutely. not to not to rock the boat or ruffle exactly. feathers so to speak you know Jeannie and i were, were also talking earlier tonight uh you know we we're, we're not a great model, I think. Uh, uh, we were definitely great models earlier in life as far as how to not do so well and to, relationships, and sure. to carry around, uh, you know, the, the discontent with ourselves uh, so that when we stepped into a date or, or, you know, tried to get to know somebody, all of those adaptations and all those preventive keep that person back far away so they can't see all the icky crap that I have inside of me or at least that's how I feel about myself. Uh, but what we ended up finding was uh, that once we, once we stopped trying to change who we thought other people saw in, our, in us, and actually just started taking a look at, well, why do I feel that way about this thing? Why do I react this way? Why am I acting in such a way that I want someone else to like me? And start exploring those different areas you know, luckily we met each other and it was at that time that we got the opportunity to really consider what is it, you know, what does it take to be completely and truly authentic, to say how you feel yet not use it as a weapon, uh, to look for understanding, to explore the interest that you see in someone else, because it's not totally hinged on, Oh my God, do they like me? Right. You know, or did they, did I say that wrong thing? Uh, that was kind of a, a, a a key learning for us that we love to talk about now and that we work with clients on specifically because that was that was that turning right. point and it's, to make that connection yeah to make that connection <coughs> and, you know me. we do we, we speak to clients about it and a lot and the question we get from from all age clients from from our young ones you know just starting to date to you know older ones and, and is it's communication problems mostly in relationships and, and the communication problems generally boil down to each individual part of the relationship unable to communicate with themselves first. yes key point so and that i think ends up being the answer to your question that's why we have trouble connecting because we're not listening we're not spending time going inside and trying to figure out you know who are we that that's a think about that. that's a vast vast question with a myriad of answers right. and two two moments from now you're going to be somebody different some of that's going to change right so obviously that works to disconnect sure. yeah and it, and it is tough too because it, it it's again going back in it and i'm going to use gia because again it's 27 beautiful years of them putting you know being together here so they've already been through and, and not saying by any means anybody's free and clear. Maybe when we all hit the lottery, when we have sufficient money that we know that we can say, you know what, this is paid, that's paid, the house is paid, whatever, kids are going off to college, bam, now we can enjoy the rest of our lives, right? But you're going to enjoy the person you're with regardless of whatever money you win, you don't win or anything else. <laughs> but Gia and, and, and your husband, you know, you guys have gone through a lot, you know, whether it's been financially, whether it was just a moment in life, whether it was a passing of a friend, a family member, and everything else, but you guys have hung in there and stuck together because you believe in each other and because obviously communication. Because if you didn't have the communication, you guys wouldn't have been there, correct? Right, correct, correct. So Lots that's communication. 
Man, so that that goes again. It goes to show you where it it comes about life experience and people that you know. And and sometimes, like I said, you you're gonna have friends that people are just gonna say, "Why don't you just throw in the towel?" Because it's easier to throw in a towel when we go through hard times. It's so much easier to give up than try harder in anything, whether it's a job, whether it's something personal that happens with us or anything else. For some folks that you know that that believe in God, it's the same way too. He's always here. But what do we do? We forget all about them because all the good times are going and we're partying, we're doing this, that, and the, everything else. And then the time comes, we're like, I'm stuck in a rut. I don't know what to do. I'm still here. Who's that? Oh, right, God. I forgot he was there. So even, you know, and, and whatever you may believe in, in any spiritual belief or anything else like that, that's where we become disconnected. And sometimes because we do want to be that popular person in that room, you know, when people go to college, that's the whole entire thing. It's part of the college scene. You're going out there to make friends. You're you're meeting everybody. You're trying to figure out who you are. All the good, you know, stuff that happens in society today. But I think that's the bigger disconnect that we need to get back at is to be able to communicate with each other. Rob, do me a favor, or DJ, sorry, bring it back up. If you don't mind a comment. Uh, we need to have consistency with each other, which is very, very true. Very true. So, that, I mean, that's a good point there. But, you know, again, and we'll get into next week where, when it comes to the our other halves. And I'm talking about the wedding side of it. Our friends, male, female side of the house. And then later on, we'll get into, and, and yeah, you just talked about it momentarily, was the intimacy side of the house. What people are afraid to say which I think also kind of ruins relationships because it's funny to me where someone will go out and try something with someone else and ruin what you have at the house instead of just saying, hey, you know what? Why don't we talk about this? And or the infamous ones are always, oh, what were you watching? You must have been watching something that I know you're not supposed to be watching. And that's when you came up with something like this. Like, why, why can't I just, why couldn't I just come up with something, whatever I wanted? So those are, you know, we'll save those for the later episodes, but next week we'll definitely get into the the half of our friends that we know everybody has it, family members, you name it, there's always one, no matter which way you look at it. But as we always like to wait and towards the end of the show is the good part here by the coaches and the meme busters. And this is where it comes to, like we like to say, the BS side of the house because the memes are just that. But there was one that was sent in, and we like to bring this one up, so I'm going to bring it up here on the screen. And this meme is when people show you their red flags, show them your white flag and peace out. So, coaches? So, I yeah, we scour, you know, social media. Not not like your friend doing background checks. But we, do, we do like scouring social media and, you know, looking for those memes that kind of give us a give us a little trigger. And we have, like, our three categories when we get when we get amped up when we when we find these memes, you know, the category one is it spiritual bypassing, you know, or category two is it toxic positivity, or category number three is it just bad advice. Just bad advice. Just because there's you know we know we're all on technology, you know, and some of these memes people will read that they'll think it's gospel. They're like, oh, that's my therapy for the day, and they'll read something like this one. Pull it up again, guys. Yeah, and keep in mind. I mean, one of the things that we do when we when we catch these memes on Facebook or or uh, Instagram, we look at like the comments. Not only read through the comments, and and you know, is it connecting with people? Is it not connecting with people? But also just the sheer number of comments sure. can be absolutely amazing. One more time, guys. Sorry, I was talking during the. So during this the one sure. we chose because you know we're talking about relationships and dating. A big uh, buzz phrase that's driving me crazy is red flags, red flags, red flags. So when it's people show nice. you their red flags, definitely one piece we want to bust. That's piece one. Uh, show them your white flag and peace out, which is quitting, giving up, walking away, claiming toxicity and, and you know, Shame dismantling them from your life. So those two pieces, the red flags. One of the things, obviously, that we've all talked about tonight is the fact that if somebody behaves a, a certain way, and we may not have gotten into this level of detail, but somebody behaves a certain way, you know, they're behaving for themselves. We are then interpreting what that behavior means to us. With our own beliefs. 
and and so and exactly. our own and our own judgments like are we bringing our own baggage from past relationships into this present circumstance so what mm-hmm. a red and so, then calling it a red flag mm-hmm. yeah so what a red flag is is nothing it's our interpretation of someone else's behavior now it could be right it could be dead on it could be absolutely you know the the warning that this person is probably you know a serial killer and you're just the next victim right and we're not talking about red flags the you know abuse or things like no, that. no. The, right, those are right. obvious, right. obvious. but right. but it is just that you know believing in a you know when you read a meme like this and you you begin to put value behind the idea of oh wow yeah when i see red flags i gotta remember to get out mm, perhaps it's better to use curiosity why am i uh feeling that this is a a a a red flag what is it that makes me believe that what is it about myself and why is always walking away not a good strategy because you can't get connected if you're not there and if you're always walking away from things that are triggering you that's that's a lot of walking after all that walking it's exhausting it is so So, have a conversation exactly so and, and perhaps the other person, hey, you know, I noticed you did this and this. The story I'm telling myself about why you did this is that. And have a conversation. Get vulnerable. And if they're still like, well, you know, it is this net, then at least you can part as friends. You've, you've defined it a bit. <laughs> you've defined so it. So what, what is this one? Is, is it, it spiritual bypassing, toxic no. positivity, or just bad advice? I'd say again. Just bad, bad advice. Just bad advice. A little mm-hmm. bit of spiritual bypassing. I always think when people are walking away, it's a little bit of bypassing, but we'll put it in the bad advice. Cool. Yeah, it's true. And, and I would have to agree with you there. And see, there's there's so many things that, again, as we talked about communications tonight, there's so many different little conversations can spawn off. We get into a whole, and, you know, end yes. up going to bonus hour number two and right. talk about different things, but we're going to save it for further episodes because yeah. we want to make sure that we get everything involved here. And again, for those who tune in tonight, just so you know, and everyone who's downloading the audio side from the house, by the way, thanks to everyone who tune in from overseas, uh, whether it's in the middle of the night or middle of the day and you're downloading the audio, we really do appreciate it. And we thank you so much for along here with the state side. Uh, we got about 20 more states to go before we're nationwide all together. So we're halfway there with 30 out of 50 states, which is great to see as well along with South America. But, you know, we're, we're going to get into the, that conversation next week about what we're going to feel as far as with our friends. But I think, Mr. Perez, Gia, and myself, there's one comment that came in here by Chris. I'm going to go back to that one because Dylan Turn beat Red on this one. And so we have to find out who Mrs. Yes. Redman is. She was a girl that I liked in high school, and uh, we'll just say it didn't turn out very well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was a communicational thing. I promise. It was, it just didn't turn out well. And uh, you know, uh, we obviously live and learn. And and you know, obviously, we I've grown since that experience. So uh, you know, I think that's the great thing about bad you know relationships or things that have happened. And where you may you may think somebody likes you and maybe they turn away from you. You're able to grow from it and you know uh, grow as a as a person and also as a person in relationships. So I, I I've been able to grow from that a lot. Awesome. That's that's amazing, that's man. Beautiful. Seriously cool. Always on the path. It's what life is all about because you have to have fun no matter what. I used to deal yeah. with a lot of stress before, and once I moved down here, I tried to, to invite 80% positivity, 20% negativity because unfortunately there's bills to pay people that sometimes don't agree with you and other stuff, but you try to spin it around to make it feel better. And if you don't, then do you walk away? But when you walk away, is that conversation there before you walked away? Because you just can't, you know, strike yourself away from a conversation without actually communicating with that person. So good conversation tonight. I can't see what's going to happen come here next week. Gia, if you would like, and if Mr. Perez would like as well, if you'd like to come on camera, come next week, you're more than welcome to come back next week. If you like. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. <laughs> All right. All right. Because no your input, I, I I I like the input from last week. It was really great, and that's why you're here. And we're hoping to hear from Grant sometime soon. I hope Grant is okay. And uh, good wishes to Grant out there in the UK. Um, but Dylan, the youngest lad in the room, we hope that you learn a valuable lesson. And uh, when we get into the uh, adult portion of the conversation, just wear your earmuffs and everything yeah, else exactly. just fine. <laughs> yeah. but no I, I kid around with dylan dylan by the way i will say 
And it's funny because as we talked about communication, he can, when it comes down to it, Dylan, by far a great broadcaster. And he's one of those guys that if he were in a relationship, this is how smooth he could be. His girlfriend could be right here. I could be just on the other side. And my girlfriend could be on the other side of Dylan could call a basketball game while having the conversation with his girlfriend with us and then flip it back and just say, okay, that's the end of the game. That's how smooth wow. that he is. So that's him. He does an amazing job. So Dylan, you, my friend, do an exceptional job. I appreciate you always being on here with us. And like you said, yes, you've opened up a lot more since the very start. And for that, I applaud you because it's sometimes not easy with how crazy we get on the sports side of the house. But it's good to see that you've opened up a lot. And uh, Nick, hopefully, will be back here from Clemson University soon. The whole entire gang. But uh, that's another great show. Thank you for everyone who tuned in tonight. We do appreciate it. From the lovely coaches out there in the Bahamas. I'm super jealous. But Thank it's okay because our weather is fantastic. Yes. So yes, uh, yes. I'm Dynasty right. Blue Waters, but we, we got to make that happen. Not, yeah. At one point or another, we have to do something where we're going to creatively be together. And I think it would be tons of fun just to see, like the social experiment and see what's going on. Dylan, um, we'll have to get a permission slip from your agent, a permission slip from the Blue Jays, and I don't know, maybe a permission slip from your parents. Because, again, you're 18, so we got to make sure that we get you uh, overseas. Oh, no, because now you're an adult 18. So I'm going to say I'm actually a 19, 19, 19 angel. I got you. you got to go with it. Every week I keep telling you the same thing. Just go with it. Don't tell people your true age. <laughs> oh, boy. That's okay, Dylan. You'll learn more of these days. But, no. Listen, I love the kid to death because he is. He, he's such a great guy, and, and it's so much fun. to, to Even if I've gotten to know Dylan, it's a lot of fun. But to everyone, thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back here again come next week, next Tuesday. So check us out. Again, if you download the show, we do appreciate it. And share it with your friends, by all means. That way they can learn something new. Again, this is not your average, typical psychiatry type show this is where we get to learn a little bit about each other and a little bit about you and with that all being said we hope you enjoy the rest of your night and we will see you all again come next week 